Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everybody, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Joining me for this episode today is podcast contributor Carolina. Hi Carolina. Hey Becky. How are you? I'm doing great. I feel like it's been a minute since you and I got to do a quick shot together. I feel like it has, but it's probably only been a month. <laughs> it's probably only been a month. It's probably. Well, you know, February for being the shortest month has felt like the longest month. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing something a little different on this episode. This is the first time we've ever done this in Buzzing About Romance. I know. Um. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, Carolina and I are going to review Sweet Liar by Laura Lynn Page. This is book one in her Dirty Sweet Duet. So basically over the next two quick shots of romance, we're going to review each of these books individually. Um, and then we'll give you our roundup at the end of the second episode about whether or not we think you should read this, um, what we thought of this book and who would like this book. So first up, for this episode, we are reviewing Dirty Sweet Duet, which is book one, or uh, the Dirty Sweet Duet, book one, Sweet Liar. Carolina, will you read us the <laughs> synopsis from Goodreads? Yes. Uh, British ad exec Dylan Locke isn't looking for love. He's looking for fate. He isn't looking for fate. He's definitely not looking for Audrey Lynn. She's pretty, far too young, and overly romantic, and short, exhausting. But when the girl, young enough to be his daughter, literally lands in his lap and asks for, asks for his expertise, he'd be lying if he said he wasn't interested in her body, in her innocence, in her philosophy, in the kind of kismet that starts with kisses. Um, but Audrey isn't looking for love either. She's looking for lessons, and she's certain Dylan knows everything she needs to learn. If he agrees to play the teacher, can he keep his heart? Of course he can. Then again, he might be lying. So the release date on this book is February 26, 2019. It is an age gap romance. Takes place in New York City. Um, forbidden. Uh, single dad. Dylan is a single dad. He is divorced. Um, it also has two tropes in it that are the main themes in this book. And really this series, this duet. Um, and that is... Girl Chases Boy, and the very popular sex coach trope. Because <laughs> it never ends in an ATA, ever. And, yeah, and the, the sex coach plays more into book one. Right, yeah. Yes, okay, so let's start with our thoughts. So first, I want to talk a little bit about Girl Chases Boy Romance before we get into the breakdown of the characters, because this is kind of a bit of a decisive trope. People either love it, they tolerate it. Not many people love it. So what are your thoughts on Girl Chases Boy? Um, I think when it's done well, it's really good and it can be really empowering. Um, which I feel like was the case for this book, especially the first, um, the first book. And even in the second book, I felt like it was stronger in the first um, because Audrey had 
an innocence to her. I mean, she wasn't a virgin. It, this isn't a virgin trope. Um, but she knew she didn't have all that experience. And she owned it and said, this is what I'm looking for. This is where I want to feel confident. Um, she knew she had a connection with Dylan. And so she embraced that, which is empowering. Like she yeah. knew she was young and kind of naive when it came to the bedroom and didn't want it. She wanted to know what she liked so she could be able to communicate that with her partner. Yeah. And she pursues this. I mean, she, this book one is her pursuit of Dylan. Um, and we'll get to all that. I want to talk a little bit more about the trope for myself. I love it. I actually love it. I think that it can be done not well, but we've talked about that. There are many tropes that we love that can sometimes be just kind of meh because they're not done well. Like I like a virgin trope, but there are times where it's kind of like, mm, that was cringy. Um, but I think that when a woman, when it's girl uh, chases boy, there's an empowerment there. There is her speaking up and saying, this is what I want and I'm going for it. All of you be damned. And I think when in the situations where it's done well, there's always um, the heroine is searching for something specific, right? And knows like, this is my person because of X or I want this relationship with this person because of Y. Like there's a clear goal for them. Um, not just, I think they're really cute. You know, it, it's, it's very defined. Yeah. Um, I agree. So let's talk about Dylan as a character. Who is Dylan Locke? Um, and then we'll get to who Audrey Lind is and then what they're, con how they connect to each other. Because it feels kind of out of left field. He's a billionaire business owner who actually is British. And now, did you listen to the audiobook also? Um, I... I listened to most of the audiobook and then I read some of it as well. Okay. So I listened and read also. I eyeballed and ear read this. And the audiobook is done by Shane East and Carly Robbins. Both books are done by the same two narrators. So you know that Dylan Locke is British and he just happens to be in New York City. Um, so billionaire business owner happens to be in New York City. He's there for a week. Yes. To visit his son, because his son lives in New York City, but also the main part of the business that he owns with his five other business partners. It's five, right? Four. There it's, four. He's, there, there's five total. He's four number other. five. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. So they own an ad company, an ad agency, and he heads up the, the London office. So he's also there to visit... Um, the owners that are based in New York. And so, so he's one of the partners in the successful advertisement agency, British single dad in New York city. Um, he's in the process of being in New York city. He's actually looking for a permanent residence so that when he does come visit, he has a home to spend time with his son. I think his son is like 11 or 12 on I the cusp closer to 13 is he closer to 13 yeah, so maybe 13 13 because i think the the other part he wanted to have that is as he got older his son got older then his son would have a place to go 
it, away you know, from the mom. Away from the mom. From the mom. Um, okay, so let's just talk about Miss Audrey Lind. Um, well, we also need to, I think we also need, it's important to say that Dylan and his ex-wife don't have a great relationship because she cheated on him and their relationship ended badly and they still don't and it's been a few years since their divorce so it's not fresh but he carries a lot from from that well there's another Um, level to this story too between the ex-wife and him and his business one of his business partners yes so business partner donovan was actually engaged to Dylan's stepdaughter. And the stepdaughter died. And that was the beginning of the end of his marriage with his the mother of his son. Um, her depression and grief, she then, you know, took it out by sleeping with other people and cheating on him and leaving him. And so he is very weary of relationships, period. Mm-hmm. He is definitely one of those men that has put himself in the category of just casual, you know, he has somebody that he sleeps with, you know, when he has that need to be filled, but he is not looking for connection or relationship. He's got walls built up. He knows that he's, you know, I'm never going to get remarried. That's not who I am. Um, he also has a strained relationship with his son because he's typically in London so he's not part of his son's daily life. And he also has a hard time connecting with his son, um, which comes into play later. Yes. Um, so let's talk about Miss Audrey Lynn. Audrey's um, young, on the verge of graduating with a degree in art restoration. Um, she goes to school in the D.C., Virginia area, I believe, I think. Um <laughs> Because she's talking about taking the train back to the back to D.C. Yeah. out of New York. So I think it's like the D.C. Virginia area. Yeah. Um, Audrey is in town to visit her sister for her sister's birthday. And her sister is employed by Dylan's advertisement comp- av- advertising company. Um, she also is in a relationship with Donovan, and that's the book series previous. <laughs> and if you want to find out about it, it was theirs. actually t- two series. It's actually their book, Donovan and Sabrina's duet, is the start of the whole dirty franchise. Oh, okay. See, and um, I always because, put the other ones who has the trilogy yeah, as first. No, it's um, Donovan and Sabrina. Then it goes into. Um, Elizabeth and I'm blanking on his name and I know the it name starts I with an R, say it. doesn't it? No. I want to say it starts with a W. Um, I'll look it up. But anyways, okay. um there is well, she's in town visiting her sister, so that it and something happens at a dinner and all through the series, while these books are duet and can be read solely in their own little bubble, there actually is the storyline throughout the whole series kind of plays on top of each other. Yeah, the series overlaps. So, so it's um and so you you have kind of some of that playing out. Um 
but you can you can read this by itself so if you just pick up this series you don't have to have read the other series no so um so audrey's connection is that her sister savannah is employed by the ad agency sabrina or sabrina and she's in town to celebrate her sister's birthday for the weekend um and they're at dinner and something happens and she ends up in a limo with dylan and um sexy stuff happens in the limo she makes a move she boldly makes a move and there is chemistry right off the bat between the both of them because he sees something in her that he's immediately attracted to and yes it's there's a physical chemistry but i think like deep down as you kind of go through the series you also realize there's a light that she exudes that i think he's drawn to as well um and i and it's more than just like youth there's like an inner spark that he's yeah i think i think she has something one of those qualities that just makes her attractive to him she is smart she is funny um I actually called her the huntress as I was going through words that explain who she is. She, um, she is like, you know, the, the lioness that is taking charge of the moment and pushing forward to go for what she wants. And at her age to have that kind of confidence and power, it was really great to read. And there was, so within this book, Dylan is trying to find an apartment to move <laughs> to, um, to have here in New York City. And we talked about that a little bit. And uh, Miss Audrey invites herself along to apartment hunting. One of the great things that, that happens is that she finds his buttons and winds him up so well. Like she's able to push his buttons and just kind of, like because she knows there's a chemistry that he's fighting so she she, i don't want to say she baits him because that's not the right word she's a temptress she she just tempts him yes and knows exactly what will get him well and we never did say what the pop on this book is and so i feel like this is a great time to say the pop on this is at 13 percent. there is this very sensual dry humping scene in the limo mm-hmm. that is amazing like without anything going in anything else it was sexy it was sexy all of their kisses too every time like he kisses her it's kind of crazy like there's there's they're so hot as well <laughs> well and there actually isn't sex in the book between the two of them till 92%. But it is a shorter book. I think it's less than 200 pages. Yeah, it's like 160, I want to say. Um, But one of the things that I think is really great in this book is the buildup and the foreplay. Because the sexual tension between these two, and like you said, she pushes his buttons, and it just really um, captures your attention. Well, even when you're talking about like, let's go to the back to the apartment scene, um, the apartment hunting, she's not afraid to embrace her sexuality 
and embrace the moment. So there's obviously an age difference. So when they meet the realtor for the apartment, he, he ends up introducing her as the daughter. He introduces herself Self as his that, daughter. And then there's just this whole like role play situation that happens as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, you move forward and you see some of the interactions between Dylan and his son and there isn't really because of how short this book is, it's really setting up the next book. Um, and, but as the book ends, there is no plan for them to connect again. Yeah. I would also say there's a, there's a sweet moment where Dylan is actually struggling to connect with his son towards the latter part of this book. Oh yes. When the son has, right. Something happens and, with the son. And she, um, she validates the son. She has a conversation and validates the son and Dylan is just taken back. That's in this book, right? Or is yes. it part of the, yes. Okay. Because the son wants to do something and the mother says no. And the son makes some choices and it puts everybody on alert. Yes. And, and so she kind of validates the son and says, you're seen, you're heard. And, and that also causes like, um, Dylan to be very proud because he has this person to help connect with his son, but also freaks him out a little bit because he's, he's, he's thinking she's closer to his age than my own. And that's right. probably why they connect. So he's, he's constantly pulled partly with the age difference as well. Well, and I think that one of the things that that scene in particular really shows is that Audrey is not just an empty head, that she's not just flirting and sexy and fun. She actually is very thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And the decisions she's making are thought out. And she's making some very calculated choices when she says and does things. And she wasn't trying to manipulate the son. I don't mean it like that. I just mean that she knew what she wanted. It wasn't a whim. It was very much thought out as to where she was going. And she says, and she says at one point, um, cause Dylan were, and her were talking about it after she's like, I just told him what I wanted to hear when I was that age. I would, I wish somebody would have told me at that age. Yeah. Well, and she doesn't have the best childhood herself and, you know, kind of grew up with her older sister caring for her um, and helping her get through college. And so there's this nature to also not just want to take she wants to give too because mm -hmm. she's seen her sister give up so much for her um so like i was saying at the end of this book they walk away something happens and it's not a breakup because they weren't ever really officially together um book one takes place over i think four or five days three four or five days it's really mm -hmm. a short period of time and while they have this very strong connection she leaves to go back to college and there are no plans. He's headed back to London and there are no plans. So that is the end of book one. Um, if so, that's it for uh, sweet liar. If you would like to know what our thoughts on book 
to Sweet Fate are, then you're going to want to catch our next episode of A Quick Shot of Romance dropping on Thursday. Um, Until next time, everyone. (laughs) Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 